0: Manimal here. It's Friday, December 8th. And today on Texas Rangers with the boys, Kevin and I, we're going to talk about Otani. We've got some other league news. We're also going to talk about the Rangers notes from today. And we've got number 13 on our Texas Rangers top 15 moments of the year. So join us today, Texas Rangers with the boys.
1: to Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys, your daily Texas Rangers podcast by a couple of pro wrestlers who love Rangers baseball. And hey, we want to thank you for making us the first listen of your day, just in case you didn't know. Your 2023 Texas Rangers are the World Series champions. This is your boy, Kev, a.k.a. YBK Kevin Frazier. If you want to find me on social media, you can find me at Kevin Lee Fraser. That is F-R-A-Z-I-E-R. If you want to find Texas Rangers with the boys on social media, that's going to be WTB. And if you want to check out our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. All one word. Hey, and joining me, my co-host, the three hundred pound animal, aka Bull. A little under the weather, buddy. How you doing? And uh, where the where can they find you on socials?
0: Well, I'm getting closer back to normal. I uh, I try not to be sick too long if I get sick, but I had a Oh, a little bit of a cough, but, uh, you know, in in typical manimal fashion, completely ignored um, my illness, completely went to Frisco last night to watch high school football, Mm. Um, uh, then came home and and then just, you know, uh, codeine, cough syrup and and all the stuff to get me back right for in the morning so I can, you know, go out tonight to watch more high school football. But... You know, uh, we're, we're doing good over here. We, uh, the, the, the Rangers, I don't know if you mentioned this or not, but they won the world series this year, man. So we got that going for us. Um, uh, it, it's been a really wacky day already. And you know, we're, uh, we're doing the show a little bit late today because of, well, you know, high school football, um, but but it's been a weird day today. It sounds like at some point today um, they're going to announce that Shohei Otani is going to be a Toronto Blue Jay. Mm. And, man, I bet a lot of people didn't have them on the, the radar. Um, but to me, this makes a whole bunch of sense. But we'll talk about that in a, a minute because that's definitely on the run sheet. Um, we've also – but I also got to tell you real quick, on Twitter – manimal bull instagram manimal 300 and both facebook and tiktok uh bull pro so if you want to find me on social media um seek me out let's talk rangers baseball um i'm i'm always open for a a good rangers conversation
1: yeah so that's what we're here to do today not a whole heck of a lot of news we try to give it give it some time but maybe something would happen and we just ran out of time for something to happen before we're like, let's just,
0: we got to get it, it done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's just no way around it. We're just at this point, we got to get it done, but um, we want, you know, cause we got to keep our, our, our top 15 going. Cause that's important. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah we at least have that going. We do have one kind of tidbit for the Rangers that probably will be a big talking point.
0: We'll anyway. Probably end up. Yeah. We'll probably do yeah. a whole segment on it and it won't end up. We'll probably still be about 40 minutes on the show today. <laughs>
1: yeah, if it if it goes to fashion. Um, well, you already brought up O'Tan. Um, you know, I think the most interesting part is if he does become a blue jay, is what happens in a couple of years when Guerrero and Bichette, their contracts come up and then the blue jays are gonna be on the hook for probably one point five billion dollars uh wrapped up in two players or uh, three players if they keep all these guys.
0: Well, yeah and I think it becomes that you can't keep all of those guys if that is the case right and um, that you know but we've always talked about this being a situation where there's a good chance that when this contract comes out that after Otani uh, signs with Toronto that he'll have uh, he'll have that opt out after that first year back pitching
1: mm-hmm yeah, and I think that that's actually a a smart move by him because I just – I don't know, man. I don't – as much as I love uh, the idea of him in Toronto, I actually do. They just haven't been the organization that is just real eager to put a lot of money out there. And you just got to think like that for Otani, if his goal is to kind of be in a big market, in a place where they're going to win um, – You know, they're going to have to be able to spend some money. And I'm just not sure Toronto's going to be able to do that uh, like a team, like one of these bigger market teams from the coasts or even the Texas Rangers for that matter.
0: Well, I see this from Shohei Otani's point of view as, as, Otani's the best player in Japan. He's won that country over. He came to the U.S., became the best player here, won the country over. And now, you know, now Canada with Toronto, it's the only team in Canada. And, you know, if we know anything about our Canadian brethren to the north that, you know, they love Canadian shit or is Canadian stuff, excuse my language, but they, (laughs) they love, you know, they love their fellow Canadians and the, you know, Toronto is the only baseball community in, in Canada. And you know, that everybody that watches baseball in Canada, they root for Toronto. You see it whenever like Toronto goes to Seattle and Minnesota and places like that. How many, how many, uh, uh, blue jays people are in in crowds in those places and and so you know that that you know all over canada from the east coast to the west coast they love their blue jays and you know as much as we had our uh beef with the blue jays in the in the mid two two uh, 2010s you know the uh, the blue jays fans are great fans and it's a great community um we've got a bunch of buddies that are up there in that area And uh, and, you know, I mean, hey, anything to not have to face him ten or twelve times a year, or fourteen times, or whatever it is in the division.
1: No, I agree, and I think you have, you know, if there was ever a point to be made, the point about him going to actually playing for a team, like a national team, because that's what Toronto is. They are like Canada's national professional baseball team in the circumstances they're in right now. So. Wouldn't hate it, but I don't think it would be I, – as I said, the first thing I said is he won't play that whole contract in Toronto. Well,
0: yeah, I have, I have a feeling that it'll be – yeah, the, there will be a two-year option on the back end of it, and then they'll kind of make a decision from there whether they want to go with Otani or they want to try and continue on with the young kids, Big in Guerrero and
1: Guerrero. But
0: who knows? I mean, uh, you, hey, man, yeah. they may they have right all now. excited. They LA. may have all excited about nothing and he signs with the Angels.
1: Right, but L.A., L.A., New York, all those teams will still be excited about him when Toronto puts him on the trade block and they'll still be ready to ship out half their farm system to get him to their city under whatever contract he's got. So he's, he'll be movable as long as he stays healthy no matter what. So Toronto could still get the best of both worlds with that. Um, Eduardo Perez signs with... The D back. So another good pitcher goes off the market. I feel like he got, he kind of got a good deal, man. That was four, got a lot of four money.
0: And, four and eighty that can turn into five and 99. So mm. he's going to get, you know, I mean, basically, I think he had four and 60 something left on his contract with Detroit. So he's basically getting a raise plus the option that he may get a, a, a one more year at 19 million uh, in his waning you know, I mean, as he's not the frontline rotation pitcher, you know, he'll be somewhere lower, you know, but that's a good rotation they're developing out there in Arizona with, with um, um, Merrill Kelly and Zach Gallen and uh, our boy Fat P fat Fat. and now Eduardo uh, Perez. So, uh, they're or not Eduardo Perez, Eduardo, Eduardo Rodriguez, but they're developing a nice, uh, you know, uh, uh, don't expect the Arizona Diamondbacks with the moves that we've seen them make this off season to just go away right away.
1: No, I, I can agree with that. And, and, you know, as a Rangers fan, kind of channeling my inner, inner, you know, Diamondback fan, you know, this is what you want to see when your team makes it for the world series, doesn't get it done. And they go back out there and they put, they try to put a, a better squad together the next year. So hats off to that front office. So next bit of news, the Candelorian goes to the Reds.
0: Yeah. Hey, I'm air uh, Candelario. Uh, yeah. He's gonna, right. He's good. It, it just, uh, that's a pretty good left side of the infield with him and Ellie De La Cruz. They're going to give it an opportunity to shore up a third baseman over there. And, um, the Reds have been making some under-the-radar moves that are going to probably help their team, getting some veteran leadership. And, uh, uh, you know, I think Candelario, a, a guy that he had a, a whole bunch of buzz when he came up with Detroit and struggled uh, kind of filling that takeover role from Miguel Cabrera, which they kind of thought he was going to be that next star that they had. and And he struggled with that and ended up being – You know, maybe a little bit of a flop in Detroit, but, you know, put his game together in Washington, had a really nice second half of the season last year in in Chicago and uh, picked himself up three years and forty five million dollars. And that's going to be a nice, uh, you know, that's a nice contract for a guy that, um, you know, uh, that's a pretty good contract for a guy that's considered a bust. Right. You know, so. But yeah, good for him, and and he's a good hitter. He's a good third baseman. He's going to do okay in uh, in Cincinnati, and he's going to help really lock down that that uh, that left side of the infield.
1: Well, that is about all we've got for around the league. So why don't you tell them uh, what's upcoming at the beginning of the year in the new year? Uh, probably rolling into spring training almost at this
0: point yeah uh, january 26th yeah. Right? friday january 26th matt war pro is going to be back at the south side preservation hall in uh just just south of downtown fort worth uh, with with brawl at the hall too it's going to mm-hmm. be a big time we're going to have a um you know you know how we do on these uh, Southside preservation hall it's been a couple of times since we've been there but we get all Matt War Pro. I mean, uh, Martin House Brewing we will give out free beer all night. We're going to have Starry's ice cream in the house. We're going to have our our normal sponsors, Kelly's Onion Burgers and Big Dogs out back cooking up hamburgers and hot dogs. Mm. And in the wrestling ring, we're going to have a a Trinity River Heritage title match between Franco D'Angelo, the challenger, and champion Brent McKenzie. And we're also going to have. Uh, a a big i'm um, it, it tears my it tears at my heartstrings you know to see these two guys fighting a couple of a couple of guys that came to me a couple of years ago that wanted to 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 be big time wrestlers and we started putting in the work and and you know ego and all of that stuff kind of gets in the way and i don't exactly Want to speculate whose ego is bigger? But Damo McCullough and Brick Savage are going to—they're going to wrestle at, um, yeah, They're going to wrestle at this brawl for the hall, and it—you know, like I said, it hurts my heart to see my my two young guys wrestling each other. But uh, you—you got to learn that way. You know that. You know that—that's uh, the key. You get—you know, me and you had to wrestle a lot of times too. So
1: yeah, and and I mean, I don't—we we never had a we never had a blood feud or, or anything like that. I know we definitely had, had some matches, but uh, you know, I guess for us, it's like, anytime we ever got into it, it was more like two brothers, you know, that like, it almost like, I don't know, man, I don't know if I could have.
0: Competitive. Yeah. I don't
1: know. Like, I don't know. I just always felt like, like I always wanted to fight with you on my, like alongside
0: me more than I wanted to fight against you.
1: Um, I mean, maybe cause you're 300 pounds and I'm, well,
0: and, and same with me, because like you could wrestle and go out there and, and prop me up as much as possible. And, and then I, I didn't have to do a whole lot, but come in here and, you know, smack guys around after you out wrestled them. So, but anyways, you know, brick and Damo, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to get it on at the brawl at the hall too, on January 26th, it's going to be a big time and I hope everybody comes out and checks it out.
1: Yeah, and I can't I can't express uh enough that I mean that's gonna be a barn burner, man. Like it's gonna be it's gonna be a match. That is like a match worth the price of admission. So uh you can count your you can count you can count on that we'll be out I'll be out there to check out the game. The game, check out the matches. Um and again, I'm I'm still eager to be eager to see who your opponent's gonna be as well. So Again, let's not forget who the main draw here is uh, on Texas Rangers with the boys. It's our best. There's no doubt, right? And Matt yep. Warford, for that matter.
0: Yeah, yes, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I'm well, kidding, but I'm not.
1: Let's get into our really, probably one of our rabbit, like one of the most rabbit hole-worthy stories that we've had in a while. Um, because I feel like it's something we do need to talk about because it's kind of important um, in theory, but not sure how much in reality it's going to affect the rangers but but if it did it would be important um and that is this Bally TV deal and I'll just kind of lay the set the stage and then pass the mic so this Bally TV deal um it sounds like it's not going to happen basically or, or looks like the rangers are going to um are going to lose their TV contract uh, opt
0: out basically
1: or opt even better yeah. though, right like even better um in my opinion like like even better i think that you know opting out i think that's even better i think that the best thing for the rangers is they get a much more stable uh tv contract and i don't know if mlb mlb is going to be um you know going to be picking
0: up rights
1: yeah um, i don't yeah, know I,
0: I don't know how that's going to work out either but kind of like the idea is that the Rangers are, are going to be poor this off season because of this, this deal. But I a man, mean, like, like, I don't understand how that works anyways, because old o- o- Ray Davis has gotten more money than any other owner besides that A's guy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: First of all. And second of all, I mean, am I the only one that believes that the moment the Rangers break away from Bally is that there's not going to be other places that they can make money off of their, their, their TV brother. No, I
1: agree. I think that's the part. And I think for me too, though, is like, um, you know, no offense to direct TV or anything, but like, they're really, they're really putting a cramp in my, um, in my streaming style here because I'm having to fork out a hundred bucks a month. Or direct TV because that's the only place I can get wonky Bally. Man, I would love yeah. it if MLB decided that they would go and take over the rights for the Rangers at least for the next couple of years or whatever. Then I can drop 125 bucks to the MLB for the season pass and I'm done with it and I can get back and go back to Netflix and like you know, knocking out. I mean, they're saving me a thousand dollars. Yeah, no,
0: I get it. Yeah, I mean, I get it. So, yeah, the, I mean, go ahead that we all kind of have direct tv for ballies, right i mean like that's what we all i mean because we're all looking for ways to get away from it i mm-hmm. mean it, you know the the mlb is they've worked with they've worked with uh peacock this year they've worked with um mm-hmm. apple tv either one of those are a better option for me than than yeah. direct tv right i mean oh yeah I imagine the missus can figure out how to watch those Hallmark movies some other way. Oh um, <laughs> But uh, I,
1: I got I got I got ways, brother. I can I can help you out. But no uh, like like I wouldn't hate it if Bally if they found a different home. It would not hurt my feelings one not one bit. Um so
0: okay, so do you buy for one second that would with the TV that, that this T V is keeping the Rangers from signing Jordan Montgomery.
1: You know, it's funny that the what makes it seem contrived to me, actually, what makes it sound really contrived more than the fact of the money is that there's one only one player attached to it. It's like
0: Yeah, what? yeah, yeah. I, I
1: mean what that. you would it was a real thing it would be like hey do the Ranger because this ballet deal is what it is does this affect the Rangers' ability to sign free agents this year?
0: Yeah, but- not. Gummy's the, well, the, the only aren't Likely to, yeah, because the idea was and the. It feels like it was, like, it, it was a Ken Rosenthal piece this morning, and I mean, yesterday I saw Ken Rosenthal on T on a podcast complaining about how Shohei Otani's going about his business and not giving him access and stuff like that, and and it feels like like sometimes those guys kind of try and – write things into the air that'll make something like because i mean if the rangers are interested in clayton kershaw it isn't as a rotation piece for early in the season you know i mean like that's like a way down the line thing they're interested in jordan montgomery right now like they're they're looking Mm -hmm. at investing in him if the price is out of control and he's going to sign somewhere for seven and 180 Mm-hmm. Then I can see why they didn't make that move, and you know, <laughs> then you start thinking about okay, well, you're gonna you're gonna have Scherzer, you're gonna have,
1: and then you got like, guys like Giolito's still out there. There's still some some arms out
0: there that, and there'll be, and there's guys. I mean, I saw that the the Marlins are kind of like testing the waters on a handful of their young starters. And, yeah, they've you know, always that, that's like young starting pitcher, you down there in Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I mean, there'll be options. There's still, you know, a lot of options out there and like Burns and, and uh, Beaver and, uh, you know, other Cease and guys like that that still haven't been traded and probably won't be, you know, just any, any time in the next couple of days. So the market's going to start to shake its way out the moment that Otani signs, and then you know, I mean, uh, I remember last year at this time, like the morning before Degrom signed with the mm-hmm. Rangers, uh, Ken Rosenthal reported that the Rangers were more likely to be in on Rondon, uh, right. Rondon, and 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 lower level pitchers like that, and not be in on Degrom at all. And then that night they signed Degrom, so right. You know, like we had literally talked about on the pad- podcast last year, um, probably like one year from ago today, how the Rangers weren't were not we going to be more in like on Carlos Rodon and and maybe Kodai Singa, and not mm-hmm. so much in on Jacob Degrom. And then that night they signed Degrom. So right. I mean Rosenthal, he's just looking for anything to make him. You know, he's he's connecting some dots with some things going on and then trying to push it in the direction that he wants to. And that's fine. But, you know, I don't think the Rangers, the Rangers aren't playing poverty. And at no time has Chris Young acted like, you know, that they, they weren't in the running for anything.
1: Yeah. And, and that's the thing. I, I, I think the Rangers are in a great position period because I think their brand and and this might be a hot take. Here's your hot take this might be the hottest the Rangers brand has been in history.
0: Oh, I'm sure it is, right? And
1: and in reality, though, like, think about it like this. Like, when you talk about, like, let's talk about investments and and investing in, like, commodities. So the Rangers are probably the hottest commodity in professional baseball and probably one of the hottest commodities in pro sports. And I'm going to tell you why. Because you can't buy low on the Yankees. You can't buy low on the Dodgers can't buy low on the angels. There's all those teams that are like big market teams. Like they're already, they're already maxed out. There is no like buy low, sell high with these guys with the Rangers. Like they are a, they're a budding team in a capable market. Like the, the Dallas Fort Worth market, they're in the same parking lot. You hear me say it all the time as the most profitable, valuable sports franchise in the United States. So it's not like that this market can't support like a huge, uh, a huge uh, push for a team like the Rangers. They have a brand new stadium. They've got, they've got faces in their, uh, in the, in their, in their organization, like faces like Corey Seager and Jacob deGrom. So like, there's, there's nothing that doesn't say that the Rangers aren't on the way up when it comes to like their value. And so if there was ever a time, For the team to invest in itself, now is the time. That's only going to help with TV deals. That's only going to help with getting bigger TV contracts. They're almost the the Shohei Otani of organizations because actually a short term high high end deal, the Rangers probably benefits them because a year or two from now they could probably get mega billion dollar TV deal.
0: Well, and I yeah, I don't disagree with that at all. And I think that the Rangers are in a position to where um, you know, the the everyone wants it to be the Rangers of old, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's just so excited about it being those Rangers of old that that mm-hmm. don't draft well, don't develop players, don't do all of these things, and then you know, then they win and they start putting together a good farm system and all of that stuff, and it's like it's like, oh, but we want you to go back to being the old Turnpike Stadium Rangers, you know, and that's just, mm-hmm. I, I don't think they can, I don't think they can go back to that. I mean, they they're in a huge market. Dallas-Fort Worth continues to get bigger every every quarter, and, and I just don't know that they're in a position now where they can go back to, to the kind of, like, teams that they've been in the past, and you know what, they may prove me dumb, any time now, but I, I just don't, I don't see the poverty written on the wall that everybody wants to, wants her to be.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I probably didn't plan on plan on saying this on air because it's probably not probably amongst our listeners. They'll probably love it. But, but if, if this show ever makes it somewhere, this is a kind of statement that would make other, uh, you know, sports writers and people that cover the Rangers locally upset to hear it, but it's just kind of like they're stuck in that mindset of like the ranger the old way of rangers doing things and i think they think that the rangers like won their world series that way and they didn't they won the world series because they acted like a big market team instead of that fake it till you make it crap yeah
0: yeah, the rangers last year they're they're what was their biggest signing of the year, the year before that on signing Martin Perez was their fifth biggest signing mm-hmm. of the year last year. You know, I mean, the increase the spending and, and I don't know. I just, I I mean, you look at it now, well, like there. I
1: think we've we said, I said it off air. Like, I think if they admit, that this is the way, that this is different, that th- what we're doing is different, and that this is the way that a team has to do to win. They have to openly admit that all the ways that, that we did it in the past and maybe ways they affirmed as writers and people that covered the Rangers and made excuses for this, like they were wrong. And they're gonna I mean, have it to.
0: Can't, it can't go back to that, you know. And I know that no. a lot of the guys that work for the team and for the papers in this town, they've got to put you know lipstick on a pig a lot of years. But it just, I mean, once you get to that point where you're competitive, you want to be competitive every year, and and it just would. I think it would it, at the point where the the city of Dallas is and and DFW Metroplex, it you just can't go back to that like playing like Mm-mm. a small market team again.
1: No, and, and I don't want them to because we saw the benefits uh, as fans uh, to what it, what it can look like when you actually step up and invest in the team and play like the big boys play. So, um, Well, hey, before we get into our uh, number 13 moment of 2023 for the Rangers, let me tell you guys about what's coming up this weekend. Down on the Farm with the Boys, our exclusive content where we cover all things Rangers Minor League. We're going to be deep diving into the Dominican Summer League, and we're also going to be talking about that Arizona Complex League. So a lot of these 17- to 20-year-old kids that have big futures in the Rangers organization within the next two to five years, um, we're going to be talking about these guys. So, um, you know, now is the time to subscribe. It's only $2.99 a month, or I'm sorry, $1.99 a month, $2 a month, basically and you can make us your one-stop shop for all things rangers organization-wide. The cool part about this too is if you subscribe now before the weekend, you can go back, do a quick deep dive over the last couple of weeks, you know, binge listen for a couple of hours and get caught right up to the entire farm organization, and you'll know right where everything's at when you, we drop this episode uh, next early next week. You'll know right where we're at, and you'll, be, you'll have all the news that you need for the rangers farm system, so Hit that subscribe button. Go to our website, TexasRangerwithTheBoys.com. All one word. Or go to uh, our Spotify page, and you can subscribe today. You know, it's not, it's not a year-long contract. It's month-to-month, so a couple months ain't going to kill you. Um, so, anyway, Rangers – Number 13 moment, I thought this was a fun one. Uh, It's tough putting these things together and figuring out where they go but because there are so many playoff moments. Yeah,
0: yeah, we're going to have to have some playoff moments a little lower than they would normally be just because of how many great playoff moments there were this year. But today is not a playoff moment. Not yet. Number 13 is we're going to go to September 8th, right, September 8th. Uh, Adolis Garcia had just been hurt a couple of nights prior in the Houston Astros massacre. Remember that, mm-hmm. and uh, the Rangers were forced to call in, call up a 21-year-old youngster named Evan Carter, and mm-hmm. he did not disappoint with mm-hmm. the hit, a walk, a stolen base, and an outfield assist out in right field. So Evan Carter, the debut, um, what he went went on to do, playing left field in the lineup through the the uh, postseason, worked his way all the way up to what hitting like third in the lineup. It was crazy the year that he had, and it all started September eighth. That's crazy, right? I mean, yeah, we saw a, a, it felt like a full baseball season of Evan Carter, but he didn't, he didn't debut until September 8th and that, and that debut was huge. I mean, I, I, I don't even remember if the Rangers won or lost. It was a rough uh, time to be a Rangers fan at that time, but Evan Carter definitely did not disappoint with his hit, his walk, his stolen base and his outfield assist all on his first night.
1: Yeah. And, and it was like hard to not get overly excited about it because you know we we were trying to temper expectations with evan carter because you know he's a prospect he's is a rookie it's his first you know cup of coffee at the big leagues but man he never ever one time looked like he like like anything changed and from day one he didn't he had composure poise patience at the plate he just looked like a big leaguer right off the bat and you know it's funny because remember we we were at opening day out there at uh at Frisco and yep. Carter hit an opposite field uh opposite field line drive that like looked like it basically hovered the ground all the way to the to the fence and I was like, Good God, man. Yeah. Like, just hit an was, opposite rocket.
0: That was where he missed second base, right? And I don't know. I, I just, how, yeah, but, but I just remember way, watching him. A, what a what a what a year that he put together to, to make mm-hmm. it uh, from Frisco starting the season to basically, you know, being right in the mix for uh, uh, MVP of the World Series.
1: Right. I mean, just just a, just a, a magical season for him and, and really just for all of us as fans too. You know, uh, it's really cool to see that. And, and just very rarely do players really live up to the hype like that. And Evan Carter did that. And we really can't wait to see what he's going to do um next year uh getting some everyday playing time for the Rangers. So um that's all I got, brother.
0: That's it. Yeah. No, we'll uh we'll monitor the weekend if so the Rangers do something big uh over the weekend, I'm sure we'll jump on and talk about it. But uh you know, other than <laughs> that, we'll probably talk about Otani a little bit Monday. And, you know, let me double check before we get off of here and make sure yeah, last night uh, we signed off like five
1: seconds after we signed off, Eduardo Perez signed.
0: That's uh but I don't see anything that he is a lot of people are saying he's not in Toronto. I don't know. You're so much uh you know, we'll just kinda know on we'll know on Sunday or on Monday when we're back doing the show. Yeah,
1: I guess we could just go with the old it's a work, brother.
0: So. Oh it totally is.
1: <laughs> so uh anyway, well thanks everybody for tuning in. Uh, we le- can't wait to kick you guys off to the weekend. We'll catch up with you guys on Monday. Uh, really excited to just keep going through these top 30, these top 15 moments. It's giving me that nostalgia feeling. And uh, we appreciate everybody that listens. Thank you to all of our new subscribers as well. Uh, don't forget to check us out on uh, social media, TX Rangers WTV. Don't forget to check out our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. One word where you can subscribe today to our exclusive content down on the farm with the boys. We cover all things Rangers minor league. Thank you for following us on your favorite podcasting platform for the 300 pound animal. This is your boy, Kev. Have a great weekend. We are signing out.